World Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copyvasta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepy Podsta, the Creepy Pasta Podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. I'm the host of it, Jeff. Please listen to this episode. I don't know why I started with please. I don't know what I meant by that, what I could possibly be talking about at all. Just, you know, I... Uh, what am I doing? What's happening right now? What What is this? What's this show? Why am I talking like this? We talk about creepypastas on this show. First, we've read them beforehand. We don't record that part where we read them. We just read them quietly to ourselves like you would read a book. Then, when we are recording, I have guests on to talk about them. Lately, I've just been having one guest at a time. You're hearing this in November. I'm recording it in July. July 18th, 2018. I believe that you should be hearing this in one of the first, in like the first half of November, but also, no, it could be later than that, because I have, hmm, you might be hearing this in December, audience. I don't know why I'm spending so much time thinking about this, because when you're hearing it, you know already what the month is, and it doesn't matter that I don't know. It doesn't matter even a little bit. So we're going to be talking about a no-sleep story called Dead Arm. Really, actually, the full title is my horrible experience with a drug called Dead Arm. But I called it Dead Arm in my document of suggestions, and I called it Dead Arm in the list on each post of suggestions. So to me, it is Dead Arm. I have with me to talk about this story, returning from last week and prior weeks. Please welcome to the show, Heather Gordon. Hello. Heather, please tell me all about Dead Arm, both the story and the eponymous drug. I can do that. Uh, I enjoy the original title. It reminds me of the now banned clickbait titles. Yeah. My horrible experience with a drug called Dead Arm. I took a drug called Dead Arm. You won't believe what happens next. (laughs) It begins with the narrator immediately admitting that they used to do heroin. Uh, Well, they, they call it smack, which is also odd. That's what they called heroin in the 60s, but... This story is definitely present day. They reference the grudge at one point. So it's at least in the late 2000s. But anyways, they used to do smack. They are clean now, two years, because of Dead Arm. Dead Arm was so jarring. And he's going to tell you exactly why. Um, in typical creepypasta fashion, it ominously alludes to it being way worse than any drug you could ever imagine. It makes smack pale in comparison. While a senior in college, this guy hung out with people ages 17 to 60, he says, uh, at parties. They put parties. Yeah. They put parties. Well, I keep saying he, but they, do they ever say the gender of the narrator? It doesn't matter, but I I don't think think they specify. I think people uh, refer to the main character as a boy. I don't know. It doesn't Hmm. say 
Uh, well, they go to parties, and the narrator puts, or the author pr- puts parties in quotation marks, which I liked, because I feel like we've all heard of those types of parties. Um, oh, yeah, I've heard of. At the parties. Oh, yeah, I, I've never You want to try to seem myself. like you're less of a party animal. Party in quotes. <laughs> Spooky party. Uh, spooky carnival disco is my party of choice. Okay, that's probably uh, anyways, much. That's probably much different than uh, you know this air quotes party where they just go do heroin <laughs> in an abandoned house. Yeah. So the the narrator has a friend named Moses who he describes as not the type of person your parents hope you'll be friends with. Uh, he's 40-something and makes it a point to say that he has a two-bedroom apartment. Does not come into play, really, after that. Um, for being a guy strung out on heroin, Moses seems incredibly well-spoken and philosophical. The narrator quotes him um, verbatim. Hey, listen, you've been very chill and level-headed at my parties and I want to offer you something. I'm going to this dude Ted's house tonight. He's got some of this new... Can I cuss on creepypasta? Creepypasta? Yeah. I I feel like I have before. You You probably (laughs) have also. Yeah, yeah, it's everyone, November now. Things are different. Uh, so much people, has changed. It's December. People have sworn on the show since the very first beginning of it. Uh, I don't know why I asked that. Okay. <laughs> so I want to offer you some of this new shit <laughs> that he's super exclusive with. Oh, you're so he's excited down- to swear. <laughs> shit. Shit. Uh, he's down for you to tag along with me, but you have to keep it on the down low. You in? I'm like, duh. Who wouldn't go to that? That's, well, okay, a lot of... I mean, I don't think I would. I don't use drugs. (laughs) But, (laughs) I don't, I don't want to do it, but when somebody invites you with such a thought out, like, you know that Moses rehearsed that. You know that he thought about what he was going to say, that that wasn't just off the top of his head. He was like, ugh. I can't wait to call my friend and invite him with this super mysterious invite. But anyways, the narrator says yes, as some of us would. Um, I don't do drugs. So they got to Ted's house and apparently... So you, you would be, you're, you would be friends my with a creepy heroin person. Well, no! Uh, if that creepy heroin person was like, hey, let's go do a drug you've never heard of at a guy you've never heard of's house, you'd be like, yeah, absolutely. I think that if I had a friend who was not the type of person your parents want you to be friends with that gave me an ominous invitation, my curiosity would so get the best of me. Maybe that's not the smart decision. I definitely would not do drugs or drink at these mysterious people's houses that I don't know. I don't know if I'm keeping my gender in the story, if I'm still a five foot tall woman, but anyways, that's, I mean, we're not going to question my, that's a good bet. I will say, like, no shade if you enjoy to use hard drugs on occasion or have in the past, but, you know, don't make a habit of it. Don't do it at a creepy stranger's house. Yeah, if you're gonna do it. Anyways. Be safe with people you trust, and, you know, only every once in a while. Don't just, you know, do heroin every day. What are you doing? Well, no, you're gonna lose your job. Stop it. I'm about to lose my job if we keep talking about this. So they get to Ted's house and apparently it's like, it's gross. He says that he has no furniture, but there are tens of towels on the floor, which is a weird turn of phrase. Yeah. And why towels? Uh, And so there are just a bunch of towels on the floor with people laying around them. 
he did not write on them. He wrote around them. Or the, is the <laughs> author a male? I keep saying he, but it doesn't matter. Uh, so people are laying around these towels. Uh, he, I assumed because I listened to it and the reader was a man, but it, there's also like, there's a part upcoming, uh, fair warning, uh, implied, not implied. That's what uh, I was warning, about sexual, to say. Sexual yep. menace. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if this is gay panic sexual menace or if this is, (laughs) you know, the normal kind. What am I saying? Okay. I don't... We need to... I don't know if there... I don't know if... I don't know if this part is doubly troubling or just the regular amount of troubling. It is either troubling... Well, it's either troubling because it's, uh, like, drugged out sexual menace, or it's troubling because it's drugged out sexual menace and the author thinks that it's extra spooky because it's gay. It's gay, yeah. (laughs) Um, unless the author is a female. But, like you said, you mentioned that. The narrator could be a woman. Well, Um, I just know that in my notes, this is where I have written in all capitalization. What? Uh, the okay, yeah. okay. You guys are probably As, they, you probably well, they know what also, we're talking about. But uh, do I have to? <laughs> they so some naked drug guy comes up and is like, "I'm gonna mess with the narrator in a sex way," and then well, okay, back up. Ten, back up. First, the, the, he says the, the, like, before he yeah, does the drugs, before he does the drugs, he sees someone having sex with what verbatim what he wrote a barely conscious person, and this is before yeah. he. He's hopped up. So why? why and of course, you- he's like, you know what? I'm still gonna do. Still yeah, gonna do it. I'm not gonna say anything about mm. that, and I'm definitely still gonna do the drugs. I don't know. It just it <laughs> it was weird that while they were sober, like if you want to put that in, I was so Extremely I was so messed up. I couldn't move. Danger. But you didn't. You saw it and did not say anything. Barely. Uh, yeah. Not that you should. But why? Why add like, that to the story? Like you shouldn't then. You shouldn't then do drugs at this house. Yeah, I, uh, but so then, then it moves on to the, the narrator doing the drugs themselves and you can continue on with what happens to them sexy wise right. after that. Yeah, it, it, just like the guy, there's some drug guy who's like, I'm, I'm gonna do a, a sex thing to you. And the narrator's like, well, I can't move because I just did this drug. And Moses is a person who's there and is like, get away from that. No, I think it's the doorman. Moses is a different... Moses is the creepy friend. Then there's the doorman. Yes. Then there's this guy, Ted. Uh, Ted and then which there's we haven't random, seen yet. He owns the house. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the doorman is like, get away from that one. Uh, you, you can't mess with that person. I'm gonna go get Ted if you don't. Oh, don't get Ted. It, uh, and then the naked man goes away. They managed to talk around uh, the gender of the main character here, interestingly, because both the doorman and the naked stranger refer to narrator as this. Doorman says, mm-hmm. you paid for that one in the back, not this one. And Come on, man, let me have this. And the narrator just... This is the part that bothered me. I didn't like any of the sexual menace, but it's a horror story. Sometimes you have to live with it. What I really didn't like, what I thought is bad writing, is this part um, where the narrator (laughs) says... 
almost raped by a stranger and just kind of brushes it off. It says uh, they didn't care that yeah. I was too fucked up to even care. And then it says yeah. I could live with that. I, I could live with it. What? Yeah, it's really, hmm. like, it's weird, and the narrator doesn't... The narrator seems to be okay that they feel this way, uh, instead of being, like, here in the cold light of day when I'm writing this story for you on Reddit, I think that this is bad that I felt this way. But no, they're not. They're like, it's normal and good that I felt this way, still, even though I know now. I just don't like it. In anyway, another go- story that... We- we read uh, the the author or the narrator mentions that they woke up after a night of drinking that they had, they had passed out they didn't know where they were uh, and he jokingly it was oh, a man yeah yeah and he said I none of my private parts were feeling any any pain so I must have been good and I just I thought why add oh and I wasn't maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> me being mad at that story definitely bled into us talking about this story because I logged that in my mind as something I wanted to talk about when we get to Mm. that story, which you'll hear next week, audience. But we're going to talk about it when we get to it. But right now, let's finish Dead Arm, which I don't think contains any more sexual menace beyond what we just discussed. (laughs) So... So yeah, Ted comes out of the bedroom. The narrator is laying on the floor, uh, paralyzed from the drugs. It describes Ted's voice as a mix between a scream and a wet gurgle. Uh, his body stretched. His fingertips touched the floor. His jaw was a, or his jaw was wide. His mouth was a foot long. Had beady, sunken eyes and uneven hair, which reminds me of the taking of Deborah Logan. When you get that big, where you see where they budgeted all of the CGI budget for the movie <laughs> on that one I didn't, shot. I don't think I watched that movie. It's great. Um, also, don't at me. Uh, it's great <laughs> for what it is, and I'm a sucker for found footage, but there is a grand reveal, and normally in paranormal movies, the grand reveal is disappointing, and it's riddled with CGI, and this one was touched with CGI, and you can tell that when you look at the budget of the movie, and then you watch the movie, that's where all their budget went. They paid. They paid money to have a stretched face, and it paid off. It looks great the way it's done. Sorry, everybody who had been putting off seeing that movie, but it came out years ago. So, what are you guys doing? The um, thought, my, my <laughs> thought for Ted, the Ted reveal is that he looked like the Blair Witch from 2016's Blair Witch, the third okay. movie in the Blair Witch series. The second which one you only, count. yeah, the second Book of Shadows that doesn't yeah, count. It does not. There's two. Blair Witch movies. They are Mm -hmm. called The Blair Witch Project and Blair Witch. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's... We talked about Blair Witch on the show a few years ago, and I just... Every time I remember it, I remember the discontinuity that annoys me so much. Blair Witch takes place however many years after the first movie as it actually came out, like 17 years or whatever. But the first movie takes place like three years before it came out. And in the in Blair Witch, they talk about the events of the Blair Witch Project as if they happened in the year that the movie The Blair Witch Project came out. Mm. 
and it's so annoying to me. You haven't even seen The Blair Witch Project. But this is, it's a sequel that is specifically about the brother of one of the characters from The Blair Witch Project. I think the, oh my god, I'm so scared main character girl. Yeah, he he is like, my sister went missing 17 years ago, I have to find her. But no, she didn't, she, she didn't go missing 17 years ago. She went missing like 20 years ago because the Blair Witch Project came out several years after the events that it depicts. What are you doing? Um, anyway, that is, yeah, of course. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, anyway, that movie was good, but you see the Blair Witch a couple times in it and she's all stretched out, which as soon as they describe the Blair Witch in the movie as a girl who was tortured by having rocks hung from her limbs while she was like crucified, I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. we're totally going to see that Slendo Man later in the movie. And we do. (laughs) And that's what Ted, that's what Ted reminded me of. Or the Momo meme, even. Yeah, a little bit like Momo. Uh, I mean, there's no this... body, but with if you were to replace the body with something different, I could see that. I, that's what it reminded me of. That's why I thought you brought it up in the first place. Oh, no. I just wanted to touch on some creepypasta news. There's like a... That new meme. There's like a spooky guy that go, has been going around as a meme that it's like a, a weird, long, creepy guy and... <laughs> The, the, like a monster, like a monster guy. And the, it's hard to describe. And I, I literally just Googled long creepy guy meme. Oh no, is your search on? That's not helpful. Um, well, creepy ugly guy came up on Know Your Meme. I don't think this is it. But anyway, the, it's, it's not, the meme itself is not creepy, but the, uh, the implement, the, like, image is creepy, but the meme is that you caption it with when someone turns the light on while you're going to the fridge at 3am, or something like that. Or, mm-hmm. like, when when yeah. you open the ca- when you open your camera and the front-facing camera <laughs> is on. And it's this, like, found footage night, night, uh, night vision of this horrible, stretched-out monster man-looking, sort of bleary-eyed at the camera. And, you know, the audience probably knows what I'm talking about, even though I seriously doubt you have any idea what I'm saying at all, because what I'm saying is total nonsense. (laughs) I'm just not gonna speak anymore and let you fill this dead air with your nonsense. No, this dead air will all get deleted. That's how this show works. (laughs) I delete all the dead air. So, anyway, what happens oh, after so, Ted shows up in Dead Arms. So, Ted shows up, you you see him walking through the house, the narrator's paralyzed, quite upset, or at this point, he, he gets up, I, I'm not sure, but he, he runs out, or they, they run out, they speak to the doorman about how terrifying Ted is, and, or no, I'm sorry, they speak to Moses about how terrifying Ted looks. Like, what was that? That was a monster. I don't think he realized it was Ted at this point. And then Moses proceeds to say, well, well, that's Ted. He, this is his house. Uh, don't talk about him like that. He's very self-conscious. Like, it's very fine. Um, and then the story just dropped. I don't know if the author had something they had to do in the next 20 minutes, and they were like, oh, shit. I can say shit. Oh, shit. I need to finish this story <laughs> and so post excited. it. 
Um, but it just, it ends. The narrator basically says, and I never did dead arm again, because if you do dead arm, you'll look like Ted. And I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ted Ted also had a bunch of, Ted Ted also had a bunch of sores on his body that were leaking the drug out of them. So do they get the drug from addicts? Like how do you, how do you manufacture it? Uh, I don't know. (sighs) But it was really disappointing because, um, I don't know why the story was my favorite of the three that we read, but it just, it caught my interest as I was reading it, uh, the way it was written, which it wasn't that great. It just caught my interest. And once it ended, I just looked up from my phone. That was bogus. I wish uh, something scarier had happened. I guess the climax of the story yeah. was Ted, which we all know Seeing what Ted, Ted yeah. looks like. We've seen it before. We just compared it to three different things, one of them being a meme. So, yeah. <laughs> Man, I really wish I could figure out what this meme is called. I just searched when you open the front camera meme. Uh, there's no results there. Uh, see when you open the fridge meme. Maybe it's that. No, there's none of the results are this image. I really want to find it. I'm obsessed now, but I can't because I'm recording this show. So, you liked Dead Arm. I thought that it was... It was fine. What I liked better than the execution and the uh, actual act of consuming the story was the idea behind it. I don't think I've ever read a creepypasta that was about encountering a drug that is spooky. Yeah, points for originality, I guess, in that department, but... It's like the uh, if I'm being if I'm being honest, I would rather crank. have something derivative but well written. It's like they watched Crank right before they wrote this, and they thought, "Oh, this is how this works." I don't know when he mentions going to the house and seeing the doorman, and uh, I don't know. It just it seemed like yeah, it doesn't like seem people. like how drugs work. Yeah, and all of these, all of the characters and the story seemed so incredibly well spoken as they were doing heroin. Like there's a part where or smack, I'm sorry, smack. <laughs> but maybe it's because since he hangs out with people ages 17 to 60, the older guys call it smack. And he's like, ooh, I like that. I'm going to start calling it smack. But there's a part where he's describing actually doing the drug for the first time. He's, you know, never done this. And apparently it's etiquette um, for first timers to shoot up first. The doorman and Moses, mm. you know, they do their bit where, oh, no, why don't you do it? And right before, right before he shoots up. He says, Moses says to the doorman, where's Ben? The doorman says, oh, Ben, did you see what happened to his arm last week? They should have just cut it off. And then they're like, so you want to do this still? <laughs> and the narrator's like, yeah. yeah. And I don't know. Um, They're having all these foreshadowing uh, conversations. Um, well, how are these people speaking so much? I thought they were all shooting up. Um, I, I don't know. At some parts, they're so paralyzed they can't move or care if they were raped. But then at some points, there's super ominous and philosophical and it just seemed like the author wasn't quite sure what happens at these parties but has seen movies. Yeah, it's definitely, oh, it's definitely a person who only saw movies and mm-hmm. does not know what they're talking about at all. So I found the meme I'm talking about and I'm going to put it in the chat. The caption is me getting caught at 3am while heading to the fridge for, sh- for some shredded cheese and I'm going to put it in, beware it's a spooky image, but maybe you will recognize what movie this is from. Okay, one second. I'm guessing it's from a movie. It could just be an image manipulation. Almost all of the things like that are from movies. 
people just don't realize it. I'm still waiting for it to load. I'm nervous that it's taking so long. It's going to pop up. I did the Google search Google for this image and best guess for this image, wild turkey. What? Fix your algorithm. What are you saying? Okay, wait, here it comes. Ah! Well, mm, that looks like it's from a video game, honestly. Oh, yeah. I guess it kind of does. I would does. guess but like what? an Outlast type game. I'm not guessing it's from Outlast, but like that type of game. That's what it looks like. That that styling, that time period. But somebody should yeah, look I, this up. You know. should put the link of this image in the description and give $1,000 to whoever... <laughs> Can. Oh, wow. That's too many. Well, like- Whoever goes to this yeah. house and stays in it with this spooky stretcho guy. This is what I imagined Ted looking like, though. This is why I sent this to you. I'm going to throw it into Tin Eye and see if I can find... Could you do, like, a reverse image search? Yeah, that's what Tin Uh-oh. Eye does. Mm. Google, Google, Google offers this, but, you know, not really. Uh, oh, no, I don't like, know Like, very well. <laughs> Google offers the reverse image search is just like not good. Okay. Um, I just threw it into TinEye, and this is an image of SCP-3199. Ooh, but I want to know what the actual. I want to know what the actual like source uh, for the image is. I don't know how you find that because most of these images are sourced. So how do I... I can't click on it on the actual SCP page. God damn it. Come on. What are you doing? Why are you doing this to me? I bet this is awesome radio for the listeners. They'll never hear it. They'll never know. I can tell some jokes. Chickenman.jpg. You don't need to cut this part Uh, out. Do you have any any swears that you want to say (gasps) on a podcast that you didn't get to say yet? Fuck. (laughs) Oh, wow. Holy moly. That's a, that's okay, a big hold one. on, hold on, hold on. I have one I've been trying to... I wanted to try it out. Yeah, sure. Give it a shot. Ooh, I don't know. Uh, no. Hmm. Don't, don't, just don't say any, like, slurs for <laughs> groups that you're not a part of. <laughs> uh, ooh. Hmm. Uh, no, I don't want to say... You said you had one... Uh, I don't want to say it. It's too bad. You said you had one you want... I, I don't want to have to listen to my... What, what, bad in what way? Like, gross. Piss. Ah! <laughs> Ew. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. That's one of my favorite ones. Uh, (laughs) I can't believe that's what you didn't want to say. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I really liked hearing it with your Midwest accent. Hey! I don't know what you. No, um, hell, but that's. hmm. Damn. Damn it. It's good. God damn it. That's my Midwestern accent right there. Right there. Yeah, a I lot said, of it. God so damn I can't it. find the actual s- source for this image. Oh, well. What's the spookiest part of this story? The story dead arm, not whatever story we've invented here in the middle. Well, there. I guess I will say there are two. There's real life scary, which goes without saying the weird rape stuff. I don't think it was necessarily the rape that was happening or didn't happen. It was the fact that afterwards the narrator was like, hey, they said I would have been fine with that. <laughs> and that's scary. Do you not yeah. have feelings? You should feel more. Um, it, I think they <laughs> could have amped up the terror by being like 
now looking back, that was very scary that I didn't, but like, there's still like, here I am mm -hmm. in the cold light of day. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But uh, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a little narrative misstep to me. I, but then in the, in the actual storytelling, um, without reading between the lines, I would say that the scariest part was describing Ted. I have always thought that wide mouths are one of the scariest, um, visual devices used in horror. Anytime I see a long mouth, I'm gonna like it. I have a little hype list of, <laughs> Things in horror movies that get me hyped, and wide mouths are on it. If I see it, I will like the movie much more. Yep. Yep. Uh, a, a wide mouth is a very creepy pasta thing. Ah, I found it. <gasps> I found the source. Okay. So the SCP is the actual source of it. Okay. But. This is a filtered version uh, of the original, which is a digital art piece by Ryan Van Dongen called The Man Chicken. It is an art piece from 2017, and I will send you the Instagram link. It is much more horrible, but also faker looking. Okay. Uh, it's so. He's a Philadelphia-based digital artist. I, like, the person who wrote the SCP reached out to this artist and said, can I use that image as a basis for an SCP? And then he said, yes, and also I can send you a one with a black and white filter. And so that is where the black and white filtered version of it that has become okay. a meme comes from. I really appreciate that so it's digital that, art, that it wasn't a still that was manipulated. Uh, good for Ryan. Yeah, that it wasn't from a movie uh, or a video game. Although, if it was in a movie or a video game, still would be digital art. What I don't like is that in the uncropped version, you can see the full uh, ball sack <laughs> yep. and, and dick of the chicken, of the man chicken. I wanted to I know if like you were going to say all. anything about it, or if we were just going to ignore it. Yeah, you, yeah great picture, you wonderful can see, picture, I love it. <laughs> it's very weird to me that the man chicken is circumcised. Uh, <laughs> that is perhaps well, something that Ryan Van Dongen did not consider. <laughs> there are different, for people who um, are hardcore zombie fans, I've never been personally, but uh, people get really into what, what constitutes as a zombie. Like 28 weeks and days later, a lot of people don't consider those zombies. Those are infected. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm sure you know this. So, Maybe this was a person. I mean, that's, that was that's one of my favorite movies ever. Was circumcised, but now he's a chicken as well. Mm. Oh, that's right. My yeah, theory, could be that he was uh, once human and circumcised, and now he's. he's a chicken, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I can say anyway. I can say dick on the podcast. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, you can. You can. In fact, you're allowed to. Any other uh, swears in in lieu of plugs? Since you don't have any plugs. Well, I was thinking about it, and I am a part of the Creepy Podsta fan group on Facebook. I could plug right. both of us in that way, um, which came out weird, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I wasn't going to say it, but you. <laughs> we are both called yourself right out we there. Are both a part of the. Well, he, he runs it. This guy runs it, but I'm there. So if you want to, like, find me on the friends list, I guess. But mm, I post, like, once every month or so. You can find me at Creepypasta Fan Group on Facebook, of course. But also, you can find me on Twitter, J3FK, Snapchat, and Instagram, JeffJK. You can go to patreon.com slash JeffJK. $1 a month gets you access to the entire back catalog of 
digital treats and written things also. I wanted to find a word that rhymed with treats, but I've never thought about it before. Digital so treats didn't. and creepy reads. Mm, bad. Boo. Mm, no, it's bad. It's not good. It's uh, deaf poetry. Anyway, that is... Oh, you know what? I didn't say my spookiest part of this story, no, did I? Did no. I? You so my spookiest, my spookiest part of the story is the very end where this person described this horrible experience and then is like, I quit doing drugs, not because, <laughs> like, at the beginning, they're like, I quit, I quit doing drugs because of dead arm. And I'm now I'm going to tell you my experience with dead arm. So you're like, okay, they quit doing drugs because dead arm was so bad. But then at the end, they're like, I quit doing drugs because dead arm was amazing. And I'm definitely going to do it again. And I'm really scared that I'm going to do it again. That right there is genuine horror. That was good. And it sort of makes me forgive some of the crappier aspects of the story. Sorry, we got distracted, but this is the point of the show. <laughs> that I liked. It's genuine, like, it touches something real, which is addiction, which is true horror. It's the reason why uh, Requiem for a Dream is a scary movie. Yes! <laughs> because addiction is scary. It's real horror. This is what I like in a horror story, is when it touches on something that is actually scary in real life, even if it's enhanced with something supernatural or impossible. It's part of why I really enjoyed Hereditary, which, you know, I'm going to talk about it again and for the rest of my life because it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. But one of the things about it is it touches on the feelings that we all know that we could feel, but we are so afraid of feeling them because the events that would cause us to feel them are unimaginably bad. And we just see this family going through that trauma and feeling those feelings, knowing this is waiting for you. This is waiting for all of us. And Dead Arm doesn't quite get there like Hereditary does, because... You know, I, it's every story, every horror story I, I cover now is going to be feel if it at all veers into the same territory as hereditary, any of the same territory. I'm going to call the story cowardly <laughs> because hereditary goes so much farther and so much deeper than so many horror stories do. Dead Arm, I will commend, it does touch something real. And that is horror. That is horror to me, because this could happen to any of us. Not necessarily specifically this, but you never know when you could, I don't know, get in a minor traffic accident, and then the doctor prescribes you pain pills, and you just happen to have the right body chemistry that you become addicted to those pain pills, and that's true horror. Or you could be someone who likes to use recreational drugs, like this main character, and you try something, and it permanently changes you. And these are, like, really good, strong, powerful elements of horror. And I wish that this story was as good as that little last idea, that little last dig of, I, I, I am a afraid of myself. I'm afraid that I, of the inevitability of this addiction. That is good. It's good horror. Anyway, 
I'm so happy that you brought up that spookiest part. How could you have forgotten Did you that? give your spookiest part? Yes! <laughs> you didn't listen to okay. me, did you? Uh, no, I listen to people <laughs> when they're on the show. I just have a very bad memory for things that have ever happened, even if they just happened. Well, my spookiest part was not half as well put as yours was. I... <laughs> well, <laughs> I it was that. probably half as long, <laughs> because... I talk. I'm very verbose. Anyway, that's all we have to say about this story. I'm sorry I did my spookiest part after the plugs, but you're still mine, and I know you'll come back. That's why, uh, because I was looking for the last line to say, that's why I was like, oh, I forgot to talk about my favorite part of the story. <laughs>